Are you trying to get ready for Christmas? Probably because it's only two weeks away. You've got all this stuff to do. Maybe you feel like you have all this pressure on you. Whether you're a couple, a parent, a single person doing your best, student, whoever you may be, there are all sorts of expectations related to Christmas that can create a lot of pressure if you allow it to. On top of that, in the middle of this potential stress, right in the middle of all this stuff that you have to do, what does the church say? The church says, wait. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wait? Yes, wait. We've been talking a lot the last couple of weeks about how to wait well, especially for Christmas. And a big part of waiting well is allowing God to help you to change yourself, to be more the kind of person you and God would like for you to be. We've been saying this because we also determined that the meaning of Advent is actually in the waiting. That sounds so strange. The meaning is in the waiting. What we mean by that is that God wants to help you. He wants to help you while you wait. That's what gives meaning to your waiting. God wants to give you his unmerited help. That's what we call grace, God's unmerited help. God's help is unmerited because we can't do anything to deserve it. It's not like we're scoring a bunch of merits on our scorecard, so to speak. God's help is unmerited. He just wants to help you. And that is what we call grace. Last week, we said that we need to determine what we want God to do, how we want God's help to make this a more meaningful Christmas. How do you want God to help you in your life? How do you want God's help to change, to grow? We have a good opportunity for that in our parish this Tuesday night, where we'll have parish confessions. There'll be seven priests here from surrounding parishes to help you to go to confession, to help you name and claim things in your life that you'd like forgiveness for, that you'd like to let go of, that you'd like to grow beyond. We name that thing and we bring it to God. It's a great example, really, of any time that you want to change and how we're talking about asking God to help you to grow. Whatever it is, even if it's not a sin, name that thing that you want help in changing, to grow, to be more like his son Jesus in the way you and God have determined that you need help. That's how you wait well. And I realize that waiting well can be a challenge for us. Maybe, at times, our inability to wait well makes us miserable. In that sense, maybe another name for purgatory is the waiting room. Most of us hate to wait. Most of us don't want to wait on God either. We want to know what God's plan is for us right now. People ask me that all the time. What's God's plan for me? We want to know right now. What's God's plan for my life? Maybe you're waiting and longing to have children. That wait year after year can be so difficult. That type of wait can be emotionally, spiritually, psychologically crushing. Maybe you're praying for an answer for something right now, for a relative, a friend, or something in your own life, and the answer doesn't seem to be coming. In the gospel, 
John the Baptist has been waiting so long that from prison, the wait has ground him down to the point where he asks Jesus if he is the one or if he needs to continue to wait. Why do we have to wait? Why does it seem like God is always telling us, wait, not stop per se, but wait. Waiting, for one thing, can help us to be humble. Because sometimes we think we should not have to wait because we think we're more important than we are. Our pride keeps us from waiting. We can learn through this idea of waiting well that it's not about me and what I want. Waiting can help us to realign our priorities too. Because sometimes the things that we think are so important in reality in the long run really are not. Think about things that drove you crazy 20, 30 years ago in your life, if you're of that age. What about those things now? I'd be willing to bet that most of them seem pretty insignificant. Waiting help us, helps us then to see things more clearly, realign our priorities. Sometimes we have to wait because it's just not the right time. And wisdom is telling us to wait. Here's another beauty in waiting. When we wait, we have the opportunity to grow. What God does in us while we are waiting is often as important as that for which we are waiting. I had to practice, practice that sentence about 10 times. <laughs> what God does in us while we wait is often more important as that for which we are waiting. That's why the meaning is in the waiting. Do you sometimes feel like you're too impatient to wait? Then I ask you to reconsider. Consider this. Do you want to be happy? Happy people tend to be patient people. One reason they're happy is because they are patient. In other words, they've learned to wait well. So one reason we might want to grow in patience is so that we can be happier people. So many people tell me, that they want to be more patient. I know I'd like that for myself and the staff that I work with would probably like that for me too. You know, I'm totally patient when things are on time, according to my schedule. How about you? When I get things on time without waiting, I can be the most gentle, kind, and courteous person ever. Is that true for you? To be patient, you and me have to learn to wait well. Can we get beyond the idea of, I hate to wait? When we wait, again, we have the opportunity to grow. Remember that what God does in us while we are waiting is often as important or even more important as the thing for which we are waiting. And here's how that works. What do you do while you wait? You live. That is, you do the next right thing, whatever that may be. Simply open yourself up, call to mind what you're truly waiting for, be specific and act upon that. You have to be clear and name the thing for which you were waiting. For example, maybe you go to a nice restaurant and you're told you're going to have to wait 45 minutes before you're seated. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't always react too well to that. I might just go somewhere else. 
But if I'm with a group of people and I truly call to mind, for what are we waiting? Are we waiting to be seated in 45 minutes? Are we waiting to meet some biological need for nutrition? Maybe it's a bit of those two things, but I'm willing to bet it has more to do with the relationships of the people that you are with. So if you call to mind you're waiting to nurture those relationships over a nice meal, how do you wait well? Well, we open our minds and our hearts and begin nurturing those relationships long before you get to your table, while you're waiting in line. Are you just scrolling through your phone on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, who's he, what's it, whatever the app we have of the moment? Or are you engaging with the people with whom you are waiting? I guarantee you, if you do that, it will enhance your meal beyond your expectations. Do you see how this type of waiting, that restaurant example, works in connection to Advent and Christmas? For what are you waiting? Here are a couple of other examples. A father told me he had to take his teenage daughter to the hospital in Pensacola for her to have a checkup. He was thinking about the drive on Highway 98 and the traffic and the waiting around at the hospital, kind of dreading the trip. So after a long day's work, he goes home the night before the trip and his daughter greets him at the door and says, Dad, I am so excited and looking forward to our adventure to Pensacola tomorrow. She sees it as an adventure with her dad, some dad time. That changed the meaning of his waiting and for his daughter's waiting as well. Once he knew that, he could plan the adventure and talk to her about it a little bit. So the meaning was in that waiting. Here's another example. A dad also told me about asking his daughter if they could get to school a little later in the morning, right about the time the doors were being unlocked and opened so he could just drop her off. She could run out the car. She wouldn't have to wait in the car and he could drive off to work. She looked at him right in the eyes, a little shocked and said, but dad, that's our time. That's my time. I get to spend with you. Huh. <laughs> Do you see how in both instances, it changed the meaning of the father's waiting. He prepared differently and the waiting itself took on great meaning. The meaning was in the waiting. Open your heart and mind to God and discover what you should be doing while you wait and do the next right thing in consideration of that thing or people for whom you are waiting. If you do, you'll discover what it means to wait well, and you will discover much of the meaning for the thing that you are waiting is actually in the waiting itself. When you find you have to wait, open your mind right there and ask God, ask the Holy Spirit within you, help me do the right thing now, the thing that I ought to do because Lord, I know waiting is not passive. Waiting is living, doing the next right thing. Lord, help me to know the next right thing to do while I wait for this specific thing or person. Okay, here's what we'd like for you to do this week. We mentioned when mass began that this is Gaudete Sunday. We wear the rose-colored vestments. Most priests I know insist that these are rose, not pink. <laughs> because it's Gaudete Sunday, Rejoice Sunday. Here's what we want you to celebrate, or the thing over which we would like for you to rejoice. Last week, we asked you to name the areas in your life 
You want Jesus's help. Name the areas of your life into which you want Jesus to enter, the place you are struggling. As you wait for Jesus to come into your life, to all the areas that we asked you to name last week, choose to rejoice. To rejoice is a choice. If you're doing the next right thing, take joy in that. Rejoice is a choice. If you haven't yet named that thing for which you want help, now is the time to do it and to rejoice in the fact that you're actually waiting well. If you're doing the work, praying for your desires to match God's desires, naming the places where you need God in your life, celebrate that. Name the thing for which you are waiting, the place you want Jesus to enter and help you, and then rejoice that you are doing that and open your heart to him in that rejoicing.